Faith, Hope and Love, episode 305, the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. In the Gospel this weekend, we're told that our Lord was asleep in the boat as the storm raged around him. As St. Therese of Lisieux wrote, how few souls are there that let him have his sleep out? He can't always be doing all the work, responding to all the calls made upon him, so for my part I'm content to leave him undisturbed. I dare say he won't make his presence felt till I start out on the great retreat of eternity. I don't complain of that. I want it to happen. Our Lord doesn't supply me with provisions for my journey. He just gives me food unexpectedly when and as I need it. Wonderful expression of faith in Christ's abiding presence and his graciousness at his time. I've never had much luck with boats. One time, whilst I was on Lake Catharabar, a lake on the Noosa River, in a tin boat, we were coming close to the pier and the pilot of the boat yelled out to me, quickly, jump out and moor the boat. I'd always been taught that the captain must be obeyed in all things, so I immediately leapt out of the boat. Sadly, the captain had meant, when I get the boat close enough to the pier, please jump out and help to moor it. The boat was not anywhere near close enough to the pier when I automatically leapt out at his command and promptly disappeared into the lake. But not before hitting my chin on the pier as I fell into the water. The whole thing could have been a terrible disaster, even fatal. So I was very much relieved to discover that my head must be made of concrete because I leapt out of the water, still conscious, while thankfully only three feet deep in the pier, and emerged sheepishly and fairly healthy, even if a little sore and sorry. Later, I was lying in the back of the boat, half dazed and injured, as they took me back to the other side of the lake, and I thought about how Jesus had lain in the back of a boat as it crossed another river with a terrible storm raging. I was in such a dazed state, I began musing on ponderous topics, such as, I reckon Jesus would have been calm even if the storm hadn't quietened, and even if the boat had sunk. This is because Jesus was totally and utterly at one with his heavenly Father. He had surrendered himself entirely to his loving Father's will, and he trusted totally in his Father. So, come what may in his life and ministry, he was content to be calm and rest in God's will. For my part, I vowed to be very hesitant to leap into or out of any boat anytime soon. Not many of us would be fast asleep in a small boat as it was being tossed around like a cork on a stormy sea. Jesus must have been extremely exhausted and needing rest. Also, he didn't have fear, unreasonable fear. We may think that the disciples should have had strong faith after the miracles they'd witnessed. When we're going through difficult times, though, just like them, we too can quickly forget that Jesus is always there with us. Our Lord calms even what looks like the most unconquerable disturbances, just like that storm at sea. How many times have we experienced storms in our lives and thought that the Lord was asleep or that God was not concerned about what was happening to us, that God was simply ignoring us? The gospel today lets us know that God is always aware of us and our plight. Even if we think he's asleep, he's not unconcerned or uncaring. 
This gospel invites us to a deep level of trust in our God. God loves us completely, cares for us always, and will not let us perish. We don't always understand the ways of God, and that should never surprise us. God sees everything, knows everything, and our vision by comparison and our knowledge is very limited. The first reading today from the book of Job is part of our learning about the divine. Job finally realises what should have been obvious all the time. God is God, and we are not God. Job starts to understand what he didn't understand of the reality. He knows so little of it. We also must learn that lesson. It's too easy for us to think that we know what's best in any situation. So we don't pray and we don't even ask God to give us wisdom and understanding. Instead, we often try to tell God how he should do things, as if we know best. We need to repent, as Job does at the end of the book of Job. We stand in the presence of the Almighty and think that we have more wisdom and knowledge than he does. Again, we can reflect on our personal image of God and of the power of God. What are some of the storms that assail my faith? How do I look to Jesus to quieten my fears? The disciples wonder, who then is this whom even the wind and the sea obey? How can I go beyond the signs of faith and grasp who Jesus is in my daily life? We know life is challenging. Couples sometimes struggle with their relationships. Parents have to deal with their children growing up in a world that's quite hostile to the values we hold sacred. Children sometimes live with parents who don't necessarily understand the very different horizons that call a new generation. Every life has its storms that come up suddenly and threaten to sink our boats. Doesn't God care that we feel tossed about and lost? Can we believe that Jesus is with us in our boat, snoozing on a cushion in the back? We're confident and trusting that he will awaken to our calls and calm the storms that frighten us so. Why be disturbed? Our hearts are agitated by the tribulations of the world, as the boat is in which Jesus was asleep. This boat in which Jesus Christ is sleeping is our heart, said St. Augustine of Hippo. Asleep is our faith slumbering in the back. And in the book of Proverbs, we're reminded, When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above. When he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him. And since Christ was there right from the beginning and has seen the whole picture in its fullness, we're right to trust in him with our narrow vision. This is Faith, Hope and Love.
The Lord is the strength of his people, a saving refuge for the one he has anointed. Save your people, Lord, and bless your heritage, and govern them for ever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello, everyone. May our Lord's grace and love abide deeply in you as we gather to reflect on God's word and sacrament. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you were lifted up to draw all people to yourself. Lord, have mercy. You shouldered the cross to bear our suffering and sinfulness. Christ, have mercy. You open for your people the way from death to new life. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name, for you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Job.
The Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? I will question you, and you shall declare to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and prescribed bounds for it and set bars and doors and said, Thus far shall you come and no farther, and here shall your proud waves be stopped. The Word of the Lord Give thanks to the Lord, His love is everlasting. Some sailed to the sea in ships to trade on the mighty waters. These men have seen the Lord's deeds, the wonders he does in the deep. For he spoke, he summoned the gale, tossing the waves of the sea, up to the heaven and back into the deep. Their soul melted away in their distress. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper, all the waves of the sea were hushed. They rejoiced because of the calm, and he led them to the haven they desired. Let them thank the Lord for his love, the wonders he does for men. Give thanks to the Lord, his love is everlasting. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the love of Christ urges us on because we are convinced that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died. And he died for all so that those who live might live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. 
great prophet has appeared among us. God has visited his people. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When evening had come, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took Jesus with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But Jesus was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a dead calm. Jesus said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? The Gospel of the Lord. In the scriptures, the sea, the wind and the storms are often seen as forces of evil and chaos, which only God can control. From the story of Jonah and the whale to today's gospel, the power of the sea appears as something to be feared because it cannot be harnessed or controlled. But the storm at sea can also stand for the trials and tribulations which the righteous ones suffer, and for which only God can save them. Now, for most of us, it's easy to delude ourselves into thinking that we have strong faith when everything in the world is calm and smooth. But it's only when the storm strikes that we discover what type of faith we actually do have, or if we have any faith at all. Faith here means not so much a belief in God as a trust in God. In times of adversity, our strong faith may give way to fear and lack of safety. Some people think that if God was with them and if he really cared about them, then no storm would ever hit them. Life would be all plain sailing. So when a storm does come, they immediately think that God has abandoned them. The Gospel today is a clear example that the storm can hit even when you have Jesus in the boat with you. People of faith are not immune to life's losses and burdens. For some people, they can only turn to God in times of danger and uncertainty, begging God to rescue them, making promises to change their lives in exchange for rescue. However, once the crisis is past, they proceed to live as before. And for such people, God is like a life belt. In the darkness, God is their guarantor. But in the light, they put God away only to disconnect and reconnect when fear or disaster strikes. What real faith does is assure us that God is with us in the midst of the storm. And it's this conviction that we are not alone that enables us to get through the storm. It's hard to imagine that the disciples who had spent so much time with Jesus, who had listened to his teaching, had seen him healing and bringing people back from rejection by the community, would be terrified in his presence. Their faith failed them 
when they were overcome with fear, such that they cried out, Master, do you not care? We're going down. They had now lost control. The outcome was out of their hands, and as we know, not being in control is an unpleasant experience. In the case of serious illness or an accident, we feel as if everything is falling apart. We're confused and powerless. These situations are both humbling and terrifying, since they confront us with the questions about our faith and our concern about whether God has abandoned us. For the early Christians, this calming of the sea was a very relevant event. The boat represented the church, and the storm the persecutions unleashed by evil powers that wanted to wreck it. Even though Jesus was in the boat with the disciples, the storm still struck. Our life can be compared to a journey, a voyage. Though each of us has to pilot our own craft, the life of the Christian is not meant to be a solo voyage, nor is it guaranteed to be a comfortable ride. We travel with our fellow Christians, and so should be there to support one another when the going gets tough. But even with our fellow travellers, we know that when we are guided by faith, there's no need for us to be in control. The master of the ship is there to do that. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Often we are upset by the storms of life. We know the Lord hears those, like the disciples, who cry out to him in distress, and so with confidence we pray. This weekend in some parts of the world is Father's Day, so we pray in thanksgiving for all fathers and ask the Lord to give them grace, peace and strength. Lord, hear us. That all members of the church may turn to God in times of difficulty and doubt. Lord, hear us that Christ may calm all the fears and prejudices of our world. Lord, hear us. For those who have been shattered by natural disasters, that they may receive the strength to start rebuilding. Lord, hear us. For all who travel the world in ships, that they may be protected by God's guiding hand. Lord, hear us. For all who are in ill health, that the Lord will come to them with healing, strength and peace, and strengthen those who care for them. 
Lord, hear us. That all the dead who lived for Christ may receive a welcome into paradise, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God all-powerful, we humbly ask you to hear your people who recognise your saving power in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Receive, O Lord, the sacrifice of conciliation and praise, and grant that cleansed by its action we may make offering of a heart pleasing to you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Preface 7 of Sundays in Ordinary Time The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you so loved the world, that in your mercy you sent us the Redeemer, to live like us in all things but sin, so that you might love in us what you loved in your Son, by whose obedience we have been restored to those gifts of yours that by sinning we had lost in disobedience. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks, as in exultation we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin, and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace.
May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. The eyes of all look to you, Lord, and you give them food in due season. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Renewed and nourished by the sacred body and precious blood of your Son, we ask of your mercy, O Lord, that what we celebrate with constant devotion may be our sure pledge of redemption. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining in on this time of prayer, reflection and worship. I hope you have a blessed week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love, Theme Hymn, in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today it be. I will